Hey, all my littles and my bigs, it's Barbara Jarabek here with The Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode 17. Who's that knocking at my door? I remember this as being one of the most magical stories. In this particular story, once upon a time, these three children and their mom and dad and their dog named Blackie and their cats, Midnight and Bootsy, were moving from their small house in town up into the hills into a house that their parents had built. Like they didn't physically go out there with the hammer and built it, but they came up with where they wanted to put the bedrooms and where they were going to put the family room. And it was on a one acre piece of property surrounded by apricot trees and walnut trees. And we were so lucky. All we really wanted, we, we would have been happy with a much smaller place and a climbing tree in the yard. This house had everything. It had climbing trees. It had piles of dirt left over from building the house that you could dig holes in and make forts. We were the first ones to live on our street, so it was super cool. And yes, we were completely spoiled and had no idea. And we had moved to the hills just so that we'd have uh, the freedom of running around in the orchards, playing hide-and-go-seek in the mustard fields. We had moved in towards the end of the summer, and we got in school and everything was going great. Christmas was coming around, and we were all so excited because we were in this beautiful new house. And my sister in particular was excited because she had been wishing for a horse, a full-on horse, for a long, long time. My sister was a little bit of an introvert. She enjoyed her quiet and private time. So to have a horse as her best buddy, that was her dream come true. Days came, days went. There was no horse talk at all for my parents. So Christmas rolled around. There was still no talk of a horse. So Nancy, very politely, but a little bit sad, let it go. On Christmas Eve, there was a knock, knock, knock at the front door. And we're thinking, what the heck? Who's coming to the house on Christmas Eve? We are already in our jammies. We go over to the door, super curious, like who's at the front door? What do you think, you guys? We open the door. What do you think is there? (laughs) Got you. There is no horse standing at the front door. That would be completely weird. But guess what? There was a saddle, just a saddle sitting at the front door with a note tied around. It's called the horn of the saddle, the bump on the saddle in the front. And the note said, to Nancy, love Aunt Maud. Who does that? Who gets a saddle from their aunt? for Christmas. Nancy's so happy she starts to cry. She can hardly pick up the saddle. It's huge. She's dragging it in the house. And my mom and dad are like, wow, you got a saddle. Well, what are you going to do with it? You don't have a horse. Nancy looked at my mom and dad and she goes, I don't have a horse. Aunt Maud, doesn't she know I don't have a horse? Sweetie, sweetie, your birthday's in two months. You are so lucky. You are one lucky little girl, your Aunt Maud is going to take you out to pick out 
a horse. And all three of us <gasps> kids just start screaming and running around the house so excited. We can keep it in the garage. And my dad's like, no, we are not keeping a horse in the garage. This house had no fences around it. It was one of those houses that just kind of sits there. You know, you run wild. There is no fence. My dad, your grandpa, and I are going to build a corral and a barn down in the orchard. Okay, that's amazing and super lucky that my grandpa was a carpenter that had built houses back in the day. So sure enough, a couple days later, up drives his big old truck and dumps a pile of wood off in the front orchard. It was, oh my gosh, you guys, it took forever. They damaged as little as possible in the way of apricot and walnut trees. Then they started building the corral and it was pretty big. I mean, it had super cute stable with the two little stalls. A stall is where one horse would walk in and there'd be a wooden tub for his hay and the other one would walk on the other side and there would be another tub for their hay. If you were on the outside of the corral walking in the orchard, you would walk behind the barn, open the door, and there was what you call a tack room. I don't know why they call stuff a tack room. Sounds like something you would sit on and go, ow, but tack means bridles, halters, brushes, combs, the saddle, all that kind of stuff. And it goes into this little closet. Then the rest of the stable had room for hay all the way up to the ceiling. Grandpa and my dad and all of us kids tried to help, but honestly, I think we were way more in the way, smashing our fingers with the hammer and everything. My dad sent us on a lot of errands. Could you go get a bucket? How about you go get some water for me? That would be great. Maybe you could go make a sandwich. He sent us on a lot of little errands so that we wouldn't get in the way. Finally, 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 the corral and the barn were finished. Aunt Maud came over to take a look. My Aunt Barbie drove all the way down from Ukiah up north to see it. Everybody was so excited. And it wasn't really a color yet. It was just a barn. So my Aunt Barbie said, oh my gosh, and she was a kick in the pants. She was so funny. Nancy, it's your barn. Do you want me to paint it? And Nancy's thinking, yes. And Aunt Barbie said, well, what color do you want? And Nancy said, well, turquoise is my favorite color. Well, okay, that's what we'll do. The plan was that Aunt Barbie would paint the barn. Aunt Maud, Nancy, and myself went to, I don't know how we found this place, but my Aunt Maud knew about it. It was the weirdest place. These horses come off the back of a huge truck. Like, I don't know where these horses came from. They all came galloping out of the back of this huge truck, like the kind you see on the freeway, those jumbo trailers. The horses ran into this corral. All the way around the top of the corral was, it's called a catwalk, like a raised platform that goes all the way around the corral. The idea being that the people are up high on the platform and they can look down onto the horses and decide which one they want. But we all walked carefully up onto the catwalk. 
sidewalk. Looking down at the horses, you just choose a horse. I like that brown one over there. I like this pinto. And a cowboy would go down into the horses with a lasso, and he would just go, yeehaw, and he'd fling it around his head a few times, and he would lasso the horse that you wanted, lead it out. You got to check it out. That was all you got to do. You just got to look at the horse. You didn't get to really know it. You just took it on faith that this would be the way to meet your horse. Nancy was so sensitive. She kept walking around, walking around the catwalk with my Aunt Maud coming around behind her. And of course, I'm like, look at that one. How about that one? What about this? And my Aunt Maud gave me the look. Barbara, you're going back down to the car if you don't stop. Nancy's picking out her horse and you need to let her think. I was like, okay, I'm sure I cried because what am I? Mm -hmm, A crier. Aunt Maud with her little cane because she walked with a cane and Auntie Nancy with her hands behind her back looking so serious and looking down at all the horses stopped and said, Aunt Maud, what about that one over there? Aunt Maud says, the one in the corner with nobody with it. And I'm sure my Aunt Maud was thinking, why would you pick that one? But okay, it's your choice. And Nancy said, yep, that's the one. I want that one over there that's all by itself. It doesn't have any friends. That's the one that I want. Are you sure? Because there's all these others. Look at these. Look at look at that beautiful black one. Oh, it's so shiny. Nancy's like, nope, that's it. That's the one. Aunt Maud knew Nancy well enough to know that when she said that's the one, then clearly the hunt is over and that is the one. We pointed it out to the cowboy. Down he went and he's you know, swinging that lasso over his head, flings it at the horse and the horse is so scared. Nancy starts to cry. She's like, he's scaring it, Aunt Maud. He's scaring it. And Aunt Maud, she demanded authority. She was a very dominant female. She got her cane and she whacked Whack, whack, whacked it on the railing. You down there, you be gentle with our horse. And the cowboy, I think, was so shocked that Aunt Maud would say anything that he just nodded. Okay, okay, I got it. And started talking really quietly to the horse. And the horse kind of came up to him and they walked it out. Nancy walked up to the horse and just looked it in the eye. And they kind of put their heads together. The horse put her head down. Nancy put her head against the horse. And Nancy. Nancy patted it gently on its neck and said, yep, this is the one. The man said, okay, well, I'm going to go put her in the trailer. I will talk to your aunt and we'll go ahead and take care of purchasing her. Nancy was so excited, but she, of course, didn't want the horse to be put into the trailer. She just wanted to keep petting it. There was horses coming and going all over the place, and we didn't want anything bad to happen. Aunt Maud paid for the horse. We all piled back in the car, so excited to get home and tell mom and dad and Johnny about it that afternoon. Sure enough, here comes the trailer with the horse. The old neighborhood, all the kids are there. We're all climbing on the fence watching her be delivered. Nancy went in there and then she said, I'm sorry you all, but could you guys come back tomorrow when she's had a little time to settle in? And everybody was like, okay, okay. And off they went. She named the horse Trina. Well, as time went by, Nancy became more and more friends with her horse. That horse followed her everywhere. It's kind of funny that the reason that Nancy knew she was getting a horse was the saddle outside the front door that morning. But 
But when she got Trina, she never rode it with the saddle. I think she maybe used that saddle one time, and the rest of the time it just sat in the barn. She rode bareback. She never even used the saddle, which is sort of funny. As Nancy got used to riding Trina, she noticed something funny. Trina was getting too fat. She just kept getting fatter and fatter and fatter until she was huge. And I remember my sister saying to my dad, Dad, can you please come look at Trina? She doesn't look right. She looks so fat. And my dad hadn't been down there for a couple weeks. So he starts walking down the front steps and he glances out into the corral and he kind of mumbles under his breath. And then he goes, well, it looks like we're going to have two horses for the price of one. Trina was pregnant. Oh my gosh. We went from never having horses to being on the way to having two horses. We were so excited. And I don't remember how long it took for that baby horse to develop and come out. But what I do remember is my mean old piano teacher, Mrs. Allen. I remember that she would not let me stop my piano lesson to go watch the horse being born. Who does that? Johnny and I had been sleeping in our sleeping bags right up against the corral for days, days and days waiting for that baby to come. Finally, one Saturday morning while I'm in having my piano lesson, Nancy and Johnny come running in and they go, Barbara, Barbara, Trina's having her baby. And I'm so excited. I jump up and Mrs. Allen, you're not going any She and I did not get along. You sit back down and you are going to finish this lesson. Oh, and I remember I cried and cried and cried, of course, because I was a crier, all the way through the lesson. Finally, I got to go out there and sure enough, there was Trina in the corral with this funny little baby horse. And it was trying to stand up on its long, skinny little legs and it looked ridiculous. It looked like it was going to tip over. Trina was nudging it along. Nancy went in there and walked up to Trina. Trina was a little bit wary at first, and then she thought, okay, well, it's Nancy, so that's fine if she touches the baby. So, of course, what do I do? I crawl under the last board of the corral and I go running across because I had no boundaries. I was like, I want to pet the baby too. And I run up. Trina puts her ears flat against her head, snorts and chases me all the way out of the corral. There was nobody but Nancy that was going to touch her baby. But it was so exciting having two horses. You could ride Trina through the fields. Trinket would just gallop along beside her. It was a dream. Oh, when we came home that day from buying Trina, remember Aunt Barbie said she was going to be painting the barn turquoise? Uh, I think we thought she was just going to paint the entire barn turquoise. No, when we got back that day, there was a giant, like it took up the entire side of the barn, California quail in turquoise painted on the side of the barn. Forevermore, it was super easy to tell people which house was ours. All we did was say, look for the giant turquoise quail. That's our house. And that is our episode. Who's that knocking at my door? I really had a really wild childhood. That's all for now. See you later. Bye.